Good morning. It is Monday, January 25th, 7.51 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. It was a very eventful week, I'm sure, for all of us. Oh, man. Um, we watched all of us collectively together all over the nation. Watched the inauguration And I found it to be very moving, but I was also scared the whole time that somebody was going to cause a disruption, that, that some act of terror would, would happen right before my eyes. I've watched every inauguration since, you know, I was alive, as far as I know, or even listened to it on the radio when I didn't have a TV. But there was something about this one, maybe because I'm older and more jaded. There was something about this one where after our democracy has been derailed so much and just weathered and beaten down it almost didn't seem real you know what I mean it just everything seems strange but I'm glad and relieved that it's over and I'm really glad Trump is out and of course I cried I'm a big old crybaby <laughs> I cried through the whole thing. Um, was very moved by Amanda S.C. Gorman's piece. I think I actually want to go back and listen to that again. Lady Gaga totally reminded me of something from The Hunger Games. And I think she did a good job. You know, The Star-Spangled Banner is a hard song to sing. Um, it gets really, I think it switches octaves at some point, um, or it starts out really low and, it, you know, gets high and she wasn't able to hit those octaves, but who is, but she, she, um, she modulated her voice enough to, to prepare for that. Um, and you know, JLo JLo's performance was, uh, I'm glad she was there. Um, what I have to say about JLo is she can't sing well live. Um, I saw this duet she did with Mark Anthony, her husband at the time, at the Latin Grammys, like, what, many moons ago. And, you know, he was killing it. And she just, she could not keep up with him. Um, she's just not a live singer. And she was definitely lip-seeking at the inauguration. Um, part of it appeared to be some, like a slight delay, like in the way the sound travels, you know. But her delay was considerable. And there there were, it was like vocoder, you know, 
Um, she had some kind of pitch tone regulator thing that had been worked out in the studio. And then when Garth got up and sang Amazing Grace, I liked that. I thought that was really great. Um, he would strike me as someone who would have conservative politics, but maybe now that he's out of the limelight more, maybe he can actually lean closer to the left. Um, but yeah, it was weird when he wanted people to sing Amazing Grace with him and nobody joined in. Um, that was a little awkward, but he just powered through. So, um, it wasn't about the songs. It was about why they were singing though. And I'm just so proud of everyone who rallied in Georgia to push everything through in a change and to show that yes your votes do matter our system is broken the system is completely messed up but you can make a difference in your community and in your nation and I was removed by that I keep thinking about it throughout the week it's <clears throat> it's a huge relief you know things aren't nowhere there's so much work to be done there's so much damage to be repaired and there's so many things that needed to be fixed before Trump even came into office of course that's an understatement of the century but I'm just so glad that tyrant is out I'm so so fucking glad you know I just it really does show that they're that American people they don't just make they're just they're not just made up of like fascist bigots that that there are good Americans out there who can use their vote to empower the people. Oh God. Help us. So that was a big uh, national event. Um, I had a big case of serendipity this week. Um, I believe it was Tuesday. Yes, it was Tuesday. Um, I had been shopping all day and wasn't really finding things. You know, that happens a lot, especially now with lockdown. Um, yeah, the thrift stores are open, but you can't, not every, like, I don't know, you just can't find stuff some days. And, you know, I went from point A to point B, I went here, I went there. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so tired, but I still only found a couple things. And it was like 4.30 or 5 or something. And I was like, I guess I'll go into Salvation Army, even though everything's probably picked over by now. But I guess I'll just go have a look. And in the counter, in the jewelry counter, there were four jars of jewelry. And no, six jars, excuse me. Um, and I ended up buying four of them that night. And when I got home, they were packed 
with sellable jewelry. I could not believe it. Usually those jars, you might get 10 pieces out of it that you can sell. But these jars were just jammed with gems. <laughs> and I was overjoyed. I was so overjoyed. I could not believe it. I went back as soon as they opened the next day and got the other two of them and scurried back home. I just, I couldn't believe my good fortune, but I am starting to believe it now. And I spent two days just sorting it and I've been selling it. I've got enough jewelry out of those jars to probably sell for months and months. I, I couldn't believe it. And the jars don't look very big either. They look like they could hold about a pint, but they were just packed with stuff. And I got some extra little boxes to store the different jewelry, jewels in, like rings, etc. And then I am using these Madeline tins, you know, for making those Madeline cookies. I use those to sort everything in. There's so much. I was like, wow, I'm overwhelmed. It's a huge game changer for me. Um, jewelry is a great thing to sell because everybody can wear it. Um, you don't have to be a certain size. You don't have to hire a model to, to photograph it. Um, it never really goes down in value. It may go out of style for a while, but it never goes down in value. Um, it, there's, there's slight fluctuations in like, like the gram weight value but it always has value. You know what I mean? Um, so when you buy jewelry, it's, it's like buying money pretty much. Um, so it's a better investment for the customer. And it's also easier to ship. So there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, And there's more reasons to buy it. So, yeah, I used to wear a ton of jewelry every day. Um, I'd wear a big squash blossom necklace and lots of silver cuffs and rings on every finger, lots of turquoise. And I wore the squash blossom necklace pretty much every day for like two years, maybe three years. And I think it was, ooh, yeah, it was a long time. And it was a necklace that had been made for the tourist trade. So it was not stolen from indigenous people. It was made by indigenous people for tourists to buy, um, just to be clear. And yeah, I would never wear pawn jewelry or indigenous made jewelry from a certain era that's not my right to wear it but then I started getting a lot of tattoos and I wanted to show off the tattoos more and so I stopped wearing jewelry pretty much all together now I just wear big silver hoops um and my tattoos are my jewelry um 
I'm really glad I got the tattoos. Very grounding. Um, but yeah, I love jewelry. I love looking at it. There's this little pile of that was in one of the jars that was basically just a, a pile of gold and silver chains with some little tiny pendants on them. And it's all twisted up and tangled. And I like to solve problems and untangle things. And so for me, it's like a, a puzzle or something. So after I've finished all my duties and stuff before bed, I will set a goal to detangle four chains before I go to bed. Um, I didn't have time to do it last night, but slowly but surely chipping away at it. Um, on Friday night, Lavinia became sick with a UTI. Um, and I had to take her into the vet hospital on Saturday morning. She was the belle of the waiting room. Oh my God. Um, everyone was looking at her. She of course hated being in the carrier. So I held her the whole time. And there was a little boy that was just enamored of her. He, he just couldn't stop asking about her. And when he left, he said, I love your cat. And, you know, she's such a diva, but I was, I was scared, you know, She's doing much better and back to bossing mummy around. But that was exciting um, in a weird, <laughs> in a negative way. <laughs> it was terrifying. And then I started on my, or I guess, but ugh, let me just restart that stupid sentence. Um, I had been procrastinating on my teddy bear suit, which is made out of various striped material, shirting material, um, twill, polished cotton, silk, striped fabric. And the bodice, it's kind of a challenge to configure. And I would even went so far as like trying to start on the sweaters, like but the sweaters weren't a go. They just, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling inspired. So I took the sweaters off the dress form and I put the bodice back on it and I powered through. I powered through and I am nearly completed with the bodice. I, th I think when you're sewing something, the bodice is the most difficult part because that is where a lot of the fit you know, that may, that'll make or break like the figure of, of the outfit, like the silhouette it makes or breaks the silhouette. Um, and it, it, you know, it holds up like both ends of, of the silhouette in your proportions. Also my dress form, Meryl gave it to me years ago or lent it to me on extended loan. Um, but the dress form is like a size four or maybe smaller so I have to calculate allowance for like a larger size. And I think by size four, it, it seems like it's smaller sometimes. One moment, coffee.
But yeah, just been working on that. Um, I dealt with a ton of cyber trolls this week. Like, an insane amount. Um, and I guess that's just par for the course when when you start to get more people on your page looking at you, your stuff. Um, I had someone who I'd been dealing with for a while who they bought a couple things and I realized that they bought things just so they could like have a reason for me not to block them. But I ended up blocking them a couple days ago. Um, they wanted to basically me to tell them exactly how I made this certain outfit and they wanted me to tell them what material and how much, you know, to use. And I was like, I'm not going to show you how to make this outfit. And I think, I think I've, I've complained about them before where they tried to trade an ugly painting for, for it after it had sold. And they wanted me to make one for them custom and all this stuff. And then they, I had put something up, a picture of, of uh, Taylor's shoes that she had made. And I said, please don't copy her because she's had a lot of people trying to copy her, her style. I said, just respect the art and support her. And they, of course, wrote, you know, all artists steal. I think that's some quote from Salvador Dali or Picasso or something. Yeah, let's put it this way. Art is subjective, okay? So I can decide as the viewer or the receiver of the quote art, whether or not it's art and whether or not the maker of the object is an artist or if they are just someone who's not talented, who's going to take a look at the work try and appropriate it or imitate it shit all over my artistic and intellectual property and make a version of it that is vastly inferior and of very poor quality. Okay, so if I think what you're doing is not art, then you're not an artist. And if you think you're an artist and you justify taking license with something that belongs to me and making some gross imitation of it, some poor imitation of it, your theft is not justified. And so they had made that and I they had made that, you know, all artists steal and all this stuff and I just didn't respond to them. And then they started asking me about this item that I made again and I just blocked them. I was like, fuck this person. And you know, I have a I I have nothing against people who went to art school. In fact, my best a lot of my best friends went to art school. But I didn't go. I was a high school dropout. Due to hardship reasons. It wasn't because I didn't love to learn. It was because of hardship and I had to leave 
leave my family home. Um, but I can spot some, I can spot an arts, an arts, an art school person who they usually say stuff like this and they think they're artists just because they went to art school and normally they're what they make is horrible to look at it's visually unappealing um it's lacking contrast it's muddy it says nothing it has no point of view um it's flat um And you can just, you know, the story just tells itself. A picture says a thousand words, even if it's a bad picture. You know, looking at some, I've looked at so much bad art. Um, and not the not the good kind of bad art that I put in my kitchen. Like, not, not that kind. Um, but the kind that is just basically created garbage, you know. And what that, when I look at that piece what it will tell me is you paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to learn technique and to learn about concepts and to create context this is what you came up with you're not a good artist find another occupation go back to school um Maybe your parents had so much money and the school needed that, that money. So maybe the teachers felt impelled to, you know, offer you fluff validation so that you would stay in class and continue to go to that school. Um, and I, and of course, on that note, I've known plenty of artists who went to art school that are great artists. So don't, don't think that everyone who went to art school is bad, but there, but I think we all know the type of art school person that is just a bad artist, but thinks they're good because they went to art school. And I, and I do think that a lot of bad art is good too. So in order for, you know, this is just my opinion, by the way, it's not fact but for my personal definition of art and what what makes bad art a bad art piece good is there's something about it that has there's a balance to it there's when I look at the bad art in my kitchen it's colorful there's contrast there's something about it that that um that tells a funny story. It says something. It may not say exactly what the artist intended to say. Um, it's true to a form. I have this one. I have this one painting of a man's head floating in the clouds, and there's two hands coming out of his neck, and they're drawing on each other, and the hand he has two right hands or two left hands. And the the man's head is kind of like kind of like a long haired guy. It may have been a self portrait. It was painted in the nineties. But there's something so serene about the look on the man's face. And you know <laughs> 
I think it, it was, I, you know, I've stared at the painting a lot because it's in my kitchen, but I think it was painted just for the sheer love of a particular um, school of thought, surrealism. And definitely could see the Magritte influence <laughs> and a little Escher too. So we know, you know, it, it informs us about the artist in, in so many ways. Um, but it's just delightful to me. It's delightful. No, I wouldn't see this painting at the Met. Um, it's not a great artwork. It's, it's done nothing new. It's, it's not profound, but it speaks to me because it's, <laughs> it's so funny and it's so cute. And it's also very pleasant colors. There's another painting that I have <clears throat> that is from, I guess, probably the early 80s. And it is of a, it is painted from a photo of someone's high school portrait. And it's painted in acrylic and the woman is very robust she's it's just kind of like a headshot it's full color she's very kind of rubenesque um and the artist created a glossy effect by using white paint to kind of indicate shine and she's got these big really big large frame glasses and there's shine everywhere and there's something that it's kind of like a mix between like a cartoon and and like if someone was painting something that had been varnished, you know, painting a portrait of something that was varnished. And I just love it. I love it. And then there's another bad painting called She is Mystery. And I saw this at the Alemany Flea Market and it was from one of my favorite vendors. You know the you know the the thin guy that has white hair and he wears a little like fedora or pork pie hat? That one. Um he's such a sweet man and I've I've gotten some gorgeous things from him over the years. Um and I miss buying from him. But he had this painting and I believe it was done maybe like mostly in marker. Um they used high quality materials though. They used high quality markers and, and the, the artist had, it was done on a piece of paper, had put saran wrap or laminate over, over the, the piece like that was attached to a piece of cardboard. And I kept visiting that picture. He wanted $20 for it. And I didn't feel like haggling with him on it because I felt there was something about the piece that was actually worth $20. And what it is, is of this woman who has got long blonde hair. She kind of looks like Jerry Hall. And she's got very large breasts that are contained in this spandex spider web, um, kind of asymmetrical top. And one of her breasts is a bit larger than the other and then there's an anarchy symbol in her cleavage and I think she has like a finger pointing up with a long fingernail and it says like she is mystery and <laughs> he he said the the vendor he said you like that painting don't you and I said yes and he's like well maybe you should just buy it today you keep you keep visiting it every week and I said okay I will I'm gonna take the plunge and 
fork over the 20. Um, but oh my God, it has, that painting has brought me so much delight and joy. It's, <laughs> I love the colors that were used. It's lots of neon colors and everything's colorful and, you know, it may have been painted by someone who didn't really get to see a woman's anatomy, um, up close in the flush, so to speak. So they relied a lot on, um, posters and, um, videos and stuff. But yeah, that, that is what I would, you know, technically consider a bad painting, but, um, there's something good about it because they had the colors and the position on the, on the page. And also it's, you know, it's something that gives me joy. So that becomes good to me in a way. Um, I feel like the world just needs more, more joy, more of that kind of bad art too, you know, um, something that was made hopefully to give joy to, to that artist. And maybe they, maybe all these artists like improved, you know? So yeah, I, I love that. And I, I also love art that is really simple too, that, you know, I guess it could be called folk art or primitive art, which I don't really like that word primitive. It denotes kind of an intermensch status to things that is antiquated and inaccurate. Um, But yeah, I love things that are painted on wood that are colorful and simple and and pure, but also super trippy and psychedelic at the same time. Like, I remember when I lived in Houston years ago, I would, I lived downtown at the speakeasy and I would also go when I didn't live at the speakeasy I went for years but you'd take the 82 bus line and that would take you out of Montrose which was kind of like the hip area it's not like the mission I would say it's more like the hate kind of where I lived and it would take you all the way down to Jensen and Tidwell, which was in the third ward. And when you're out in the wards, they have third, third ward, fourth ward, fifth ward, and sixth ward. Um, Montrose is on the outskirts of the sixth ward. So, you know, this is a while out. This is where all, all the black people live generally in these wards um and the third ward is completely it's bonkers as far as city planning is concerned because there are streets that just trail off they trail off into dirt roads because the city planners are like fuck it they don't need roads um but jensen is the jensen street is is kind of like the hub where there's where they actually finished out the street and there's a ton of businesses out there restaurants hair salons etc um but when you're on when you're on the way to the big 
to the big road on the bus, there are tons and tons of handmade signs for these small churches and domino parlors or a place where you could go in. Someone would um, put a sign out that, you know, you could go in and get a plate and play dominoes. Um, And so they would have these paintings that they made on wood of, of exactly that, of plates of food and pictures of people playing dominoes. There was one called Shasha's Domino Shack. And there was a, a door that had been painted in the 70s. And it was of a black woman where you can see her backside area. She's wearing these like tight denim jeans and a little halter top. And then, you know, you know, you have that pose when people like, you can see their backside and, and their butt and everything. And then, like, they look over their shoulder. So somebody had painted that very skillfully on a door. And it had aged and weathered, but it was so cool because they did an amazing job. So it was a semi-photorealistic painting of this black woman kind of looking over her shoulder. And, you know, she's dressed impeccably in the clothes of the period. And so it's preserved on this door. And you can see it from the bus. And then you can see all the different signs you know for god so love the world in like bright red and you know sometimes people would paint their paint these signs and put signs on their truck advertising all the things that they can do you know handyman appliance repair painting interior design everything and i just i loved riding that bus up there Plus, it went, it went to the best thrift store in the world, Value Village. Um, there was a Value Village at Jensen and Tidwell that was amazing. But, um, yeah, I loved seeing all those signs. And I think before then, I before I was really, really got into seeing those signs that kind of changed my life, um, I really was more into kind of more classical art and none of the, none of those signs or paintings would be considered like good bad art they were just good art but very inspiring um and i don't really get to see too much of that here like in the mission you'll sometimes see trucks that will have that will be painted and they are for um they usually run by immigrants and they pick up all the um, cardboard that people throw out. And I'm not sure what happened, but since COVID, I haven't really seen those trucks anywhere. I don't know what happened to them. Anyway, that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I kind of went off. I went off on art today. Um... I wonder what kind of art I will find this week. I hope y'all have a great week. I will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.